welcome to the C2C podcast, episode one, we are go. So let me introduce myself. I'm Neve Buckley, owner, founder of Choose to Change, and I'm excited to shortly introduce you to my co-host, but I'm going to keep you guessing for a few moments longer as I tell you a little bit about how this podcast has come to be. At the start of 2020, I had a lot of plans to develop as a coach and grow Choose to Change over the course of this year and beyond. I started informally with my very first client last April or May, and that then grew to become Choose to Change or C2C in July. And from the outset, I knew that at some point I wanted to create a voice for C2C. Nutrition is such a divisive topic. The more I learn, the more I realise there's no right or wrong. A lot of what we hear and read is based on opinion, and that's why we need to be open-minded and analytical in our approach. There's certainly a much greater awareness of health and fitness over the last several years, which I think is fantastic. And social media has provided a great platform to deliver content and information. But the sheer volume has become overwhelming and it can be quite a challenge to understand and even navigate through it. So that's why I wanted to create a space to share and discuss ideas about nutrition, health and performance and the various lifestyle factors that both influence our decisions around food and equally how those same factors are positively impacted by changing our diets. I want to have great conversations with guests who are qualified experts in their field, but also along the way to have fun, have a laugh and entertain you while hopefully educating and inspiring you too. With the change of direction in 2020, in order to do this and to grow as a business, I had to find someone to help me. Someone who shares the same passion and interest as me in health and fitness, has similar values yet will bring their own ideas, opinions and humour to the table. I wanted to find someone who I could trust with developing the C2C brand and whose input I value, but most importantly, someone who I know is going to be a top-notch coach. Between us now, I believe that we have the ability to appeal to a broad demographic because ultimately that's what C2C is about. It's for everyone. No matter what age you are, what stage you are in life or what your goals are, we can and want to help you. So to kick things off, today's episode is to introduce you to who we are. We'll chat a bit about our backgrounds, our own experience of how nutrition has changed things for us and what our clients can expect from us as coaches. So without further ado, let me introduce you to someone who was my very first client and I'm very happy to say is now my co-host and my new C2C partner in crime, Mr. Jeffrey Chapman. Jeff, welcome. This is exciting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's glad to be here. Didn't think I'd ever be on a podcast, let alone a co-host of one. Yeah. Just looking at <laughs> I'm just excited really about getting going on this thing and uh, seeing where we can go with the podcast, you know, who we can get talking to and uh, how we can kind of grow the Choose to Change brand. Yeah? Okay, good. So tell us a bit about your background then. Uh, so, okay, there's a complicated question, isn't it, Brian? Huh? Uh, yeah, a bit of a country fella, if you couldn't tell from the accent already. Um, always been quite into sports, you know, mainly rugby, uh, through my youth, and got heavily into some strength and conditioning through rugby. Uh, kind of played in a couple of places, you know, Tullow with minis growing up, uh, moved to Kilkenny then, played with them throughout schools rugby and then went on and played with Clontariff under 20s. Uh, really getting a good taste of what strength and conditioning looks like kind of at that higher end uh, on the rugby platform. Okay. But I was kind of always <laughs> eating a lot of food. That's <laughs> what I knew. I wanted to get big and I wanted to eat a lot of food. Um, but just eating everything. Like I always kind of grew up and in school you could see in breakfast 
just these big dudes, and they were eating like 12 slices of white bread. Wow. So I kind of got it into my mind. I got to eat 12 <laughs> slices of white bread to be as good as them. To be like them. Exactly, to be as big as them, really. Like, that was obsessed with that. Um, so, yeah, food was kind of, yeah, what I did not take a, a big interest at all in food. You know, the sport, I always wanted to be very serious in sports and, you know, take it very seriously, but just the food was not good. Um, but I, I didn't know, you know, I was coming off a train and uh, coming by the shop and just seeing what pastries I could get because I was just starving. I just wanted sugar. Uh, that was just the quickest thing I could get into. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't know there was anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was napping. I, I found I was napping the whole time. Uh, just like even before training, after training, after I'd eaten food, before I'd eaten food, I needed to nap the whole time. And obviously now I kind of understand that how important food is. Yeah. And I was really, you know, just completely full of sugar. Yeah, like yeah. That was what I was full of. Uh, and I just couldn't. Uh, you were just following the crowd. I was following the crowd. <laughs> Unlike me, but yeah, I was following the crowd in my teenage years. Um, but there was kind of a point when I came into, into first year in college and, you know, the drinking starts. Well, I, the drinking was kind of taking place before that with the bad <laughs> food and the rugby, it all kind of mixed in. Um, but it just came to a point where I was just sick of, sick of not eating well and sick of feeling like crap, you know, waking up in the middle of the night just every night because yeah. there was something that was disturbing me and there was especially with the drink I was sick of that no yeah. more drink did not like that there was just a breaking point where I just decided oh, I'm not doing this stuff anymore you're done I'm going down a different route uh, and I just kind of decided I wanted to find something new a different sport and I found CrossFit uh, I kind of got going on that straight away like I did a level one within the first month of even starting CrossFit uh, cancelled everything like any other sports I was doing stop playing rugby uh, you don't mess around do you? I don't know I don't mess around too often I believe uh, not at all I was just fascinated by it all and you know when you get to the level one I remember my first uh, kind of nutrition thing that blew my mind was broccoli I don't know if you know this <laughs> I really don't know if you know this but broccoli is actually a carbohydrate is it? no I swear to god I swear to god <laughs> And I only found that out when I was like 20 years old. <laughs> you know, we were on that CrossFit level one and they're like, you know, broccoli and they're putting it in the carbohydrates. And I was like, what? That doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> go there. It's just completely baffled off. That's the same for a lot of people though. I think a lot of people even listening to this would be surprised that broccoli is actually a complex carb. <laughs> but I was shocked. I felt, I felt like an idiot, but I was shocked for sure. Um, after that, when I got so into kind of, you know training uh, I wanted to get really good myself not only like coaching in CrossFit but I wanted to be really good I wanted to compete to the level like that I want to compete at yeah. which is high enough obviously like it takes a long time yeah. I was obviously shocked by how good people actually are at this sport for sure <laughs> um, so I decided I was just going to take a year off college I was going to coach I was going to you know train my my arse off uh, and I was just going to you know eat right yeah, I just kind of got going then with RP strength and that was the kind of the first thing that you know really opened up my eyes in food and I'll touch on a little bit later okay. uh, on that aspect but it definitely opened my eyes I thought I thought this nutrition thing was like you know a magic a magic formula that I've done or something like that <laughs> um, but then yeah now I'm you know finished college 
and I'm working in two CrossFit gyms at the minute over in CrossFit Stanton and CrossFit Ronan uh, just after starting with those and finding my feet and that's kind of where I am now amazing good yeah, stuff that's where I am now and you've also just finished your precision nutrition level one congratulations uh, oh, thank you very much how did Big you get genius. on with that uh, good again you know you, you do it a bit yourself when I was you know training and I thought I kind of knew a bit then but then all of a sudden you get into a course like precision nutrition and you just learn a lot like how much science is behind it yeah. it's just outstanding yeah. but also kind of how to deal with people and you know to really look at them as a whole person and their whole life and not just see them as subjects and you know yeah and and not just count macros like that there's yeah. a bigger picture to this whole thing and to work with them not just not just push what you think yeah on them like it's, a lot of our food choices i think are not about food at all they're about many other kind of aspects of life oh, as I can well i'll tell you that again i'm emotionally eating. i'm an emotionally and <laughs> um, what about you then tell us a bit about your background what promoted your inspiration for choose to change um that's a big question isn't it um, so I guess to begin with, my own weight loss was a big catalyst for sure. If you had said to me four years ago that in 2019, I would set up a nutrition coaching business after having lost nearly 60 kilos, there's just, there's, there's just no way I would have believed you. It was literally the opposite end of the spectrum from where I was. Um, I don't come from a sporty or even active background. I think the extent of my activity would have been going from the couch to the fridge and back again. Um, but in 2017, I had a bit of a health scare. I went, to, I went to my doctor to get a course of antibiotics to clear up a chest infection. And at that point, um, she told me that my blood pressure was very high, extremely high. I was 36 at that point. You must have been really surprised at that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, a mo I just completely was taken aback. Um, she told me that I'd be at risk of a heart attack or stroke within 10 years if I didn't address it and do something about it. But I think the thing that really got me was when she prescribed me medication and told me that it might be something I need to take for the rest of my life. Now, I'm a very determined woman, <laughs> as you well know. You're telling me, huh? <laughs> Some people might like to say stubborn. Um, but when I heard those words of having to take medication for the rest of my life without discussion of any alternative, I was not accepting that. And I told her as much. Um, we briefly discussed alternatives, but she insisted that it was necessary at that point for me to start it because it was so high. So I reluct reluctantly did start it, but of course, me being me, went off to research other ways to bring my blood pressure down. And of course, what came up time and time again was weight management and lifestyle factors. And at that stage, medically, I would have been classified as morbidly obese. That so, must have been a real, a real shock. Yeah, it just, it finally hit me in the face. Just, I had no other choice but to actually address it. So I took up CrossFit and to say I threw myself into it would be putting it mildly. Um, I'm competitive by nature, but the lifestyle that I've been living up until that point never really allowed me to express that competitive, competitiveness in any sort of healthy environment. Give me a bar full of tequila or whiskey shots and I'd win absolutely hands down. No, <laughs> Sounds like a challenge, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the same with a pack of biscuits or a rake of cakes. There was just no off button whatsoever. Um, but the community feel to CrossFit nurtured and supported that competitiveness in a healthy way, which allowed me to focus on my goal of losing weight. And what began to unfold slowly at first over that first year of 
2017, 2018, was, I guess, just a realisation that I could change. And that was huge for me. I had very low self-esteem, very little confidence in myself and pretty much zero sense of self-worth. And as a result of those beliefs, I struggled with mental health for several years as well. But I immersed myself in everything CrossFit. I read, watched, consumed everything that there was available. And I signed up for my CrossFit Level 1 in April 2018, so 10 months after I started. You beat me. That is. Nine months. <laughs> um, those two days were the absolute turning point for me. The combination of learning about movement, about how our bodies function and the importance of nutrition all together, it just, it made complete sense. I'll forever remember Andy Edwards' talk on my level one. It just absolutely lit a fire in me that I'd never felt before. Um, he talked about RP strength, um, interesting as well, during his nutrition talk and almost immediately I signed up to RP strength. Um, RP strength, for those of you who don't know, are a US-based online nutrition coaching company they're very much focused on eating for performance. And I'm smiling now as I was then because my goal initially was simply to lose weight. Whereas then 10 months on from where I started, the shift in my mindset meant I was moving more towards considering myself an athlete and wanted to feel myself as such. I have to say, you did, you did the approach a little differently to me. <laughs> in I what was, way? I was there with the, with the boiled chicken breast and the, <laughs> and the broccoli that smelled like feet. Like, that's what I was eating like three times a day. Oh, no. And I kind of just went, you know, I was all macros then. So I was just eating macros and I didn't know how to cook. Yeah. Thankfully, Neil has shown me how to cook. <laughs> and I've seen the light. Food can taste good, people. I'm telling it you. Can. It can. That's the most shocking thing to me. So you definitely did it better. Your food actually tastes good. While well, I went about six months of eating absolutely chicken and broccoli. Tar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I stayed with RP for about a year, and during that time, I saw significant changes with my body composition and performance. RP are very good at what they do, but they're not educators. They set macros, hold you accountable to them, and make necessary just adjustments along the way. Um, but throughout this process, I really tuned into how my body felt. It was really hard at times. It involved a lot of sacrifices, but it taught me discipline. And in order to make, to make change, you have to intentionally develop new behaviours and unlearn the unhelpful ones. Um, during that time, I just learned so much about performance nutrition and the effects of making even small changes, but being consistent with them. And I just, I found it all so fascinating. I was kind of using my own body as an experiment for all of this knowledge that I was learning and absorbing. During this time also, I signed up for my Precision Nutrition Level 1, completed that in April last year, and then, yeah, Tuesday Change was born. So, flipping that question on you then, what have you learned from your own experience with nutrition? Okay, I've learned, I've learned a lot, yeah. Um, I'd hope so from the chicken and broccoli days. I'd hope so from the chicken and broccoli days, <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank God I passed that. Um, obviously again the first time I fully realised that I knew nothing about nutrition was in that level one I found out broccoli was a cow that again big eye opener I will always remember that moment <laughs> always remember that moment um, and then as I said I was at Orpi as well I did a little bit differently than you you were able to cook food I was able to like just get my basics so I again same thing working with macros performance-based yeah as you said it teaches you discipline yeah. it's really good for that you know we were having you saw my boxes that i yeah. did in the fridge all like 20 little boxes like a food um 
So it was good for that, that six months. It was a huge change. I just thought it was like a magic pill I took. Honestly, I just couldn't In what way? Like just not only with weight loss. Like I had, I had lost about 13 kilos with them. Like yeah. a decent set. It's huge. It is pretty big now. Not, not close to yours, but it is pretty big. And I thought it was fairly big for me. And obviously I was noticing huge changes. Like results were just shooting through the roof in terms of performance. Like, yeah. You know, I was getting a lot of movements I hadn't got, obviously due to the fact that I was, you know, weights were down, gymnastics were able to go yeah. uh, a lot better. But just everything was performed better. I had the energy. The energy was there. Yeah. And it even throughout yeah. my day, you know, I'm, I'm coaching on the floor, you know, maybe five, six, seven hours a day. So that energy can really be taken out of me before I even get coaching yeah. if I've trained twice already. Uh, but I just found it was there, you know, and it's definitely for me more veg. And do you think that you're... Do you think you notice a big difference in your recovery from when you started with RP? Yeah, from when I started with RP to when yeah. I finished. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I was feeling a lot less sore, a lot less tight, but I just also started, you know, stretching a lot more. Yeah. So that was a combination after, of the two. I would have to say it's definitely a combination of the okay. two. Um, there was no magic, you know, recovery <laughs> thing I was taking that was making me any better like that. Um, but then obviously like I've seen a huge shift from when, you know, I was doing the cross the classes to now where I am, you know, doing individual program. So back in the day in the cross the classes, I could get away with not with, with eating, eating whatever I kind of wanted. <laughs> yeah, I could still like if I was looking to shift weight, I could still shift weight because I could just train like mad. Yeah, I could just I remember one day doing a 5k run into Annie just to sweat like hell. So that I just could, to get it out of your system, just so I could weigh myself and just, and just <laughs> like because I was coming into my final weigh in with RP, I was like, Oh, I weigh so good if I just sweat every day out of me. And um, but now, as I kind of come into that, as I've been uh training, yeah, individualized for the last you know year, I can only do you know, I only really do what my coach tells me to do, yeah, so I can't really do much more because it's really going to take out what he's given me, yeah, completely. yeah. So I really have to balance my food just way better. Because if I don't, I can't just go out and run, you know, 25 kilometers into three annies. Like, I just yeah, can't. Yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't work. Um, so, yeah, I found a lot more balance now. Then I was very much macro-based here. You know, I don't worry about it as much anymore. Yeah. It's, it's not my big thing. I'm looking for whole So it's evolved. Oh, it has too. evolved massively. Even from what I thought, like, was shocking then to what I thought was, you know, yeah. it's very... It's very new to me. It's still very new to yeah. me. But I, I'm trying to get as, you know, as much whole foods as I can in yeah. what I eat. Uh, I found I was putting myself under a little bit too much pressure with how strict I was on the macros very early. Now, I'm kind of coming in back into macros again. Yeah. But I know I will, you know, I'll have my day where I'm not going to yeah. stick to them. You know, I don't have to. It's not to be perfect. It's to search for perfection. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to. You know, hit every macro every day, yeah, yeah. and not it has to break. It's gonna break something. It's overall consistency. Like if you have a meal off or a day off, that's not gonna do it. Exactly, anything. it's yeah. overall day off. And I remember back, you know, with precision, with with sorry, Orpin strength, um, just me myself. If I had eaten something that I thought was bad food, then yeah. you know, now there's no bad foods, and yeah. um, I would have just taken the whole day, you know, headed over to that little bakery and made a dent in the wallet on it too. And that's saying something because that little bakery is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but again, that is, that is, I have evolved, you know, massively. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think, what has been the most challenging aspect of it? And how has that changed over the, probably the last two years? Definitely the most challenging aspect of it has been the mental game on food. You know, like, it's easy to talk the big talk on food and wanting to eat whole foods and do this, but then it's tougher to get in the habit of it. Yeah. You know, big time. Yeah. You know, habits really go forward. Um, but as I said, emotional eater. So, you know, the, the, the COVID took, it, took a bit of an effect yeah. on me. Um, so I didn't see I didn't see my perfection at all then. Yeah. yeah but that's okay too you know I take Absolutely. my time yeah. it's alright you know I'm getting you know I'm back into it now a couple of months and yeah. doing well and you know it's not all about you know the body weight I'm feeling good at the minute so yeah. good. the biggest aspect is definitely you know that mental game that has to be said you know? good and uh, so tell me now you moved on to that precision nutrition level 2 mastery course uh, how are you finding it and uh how different or more in depth does it go than the level one? Uh, yes, I started it in April this year. Um, they brought forward the start date because of the lockdown. I think it was due to start in June or something. Um, signed up for it, started it. Um, it's very different, first of all, in terms of how it's delivered. The level one, it was at your own pace. Um, I think they recommended doing a unit or a chapter every week or something like that. I did it in probably about three or four months altogether. You're about the same? Yeah, about the same. Again, I thought I'd get it done in two weeks. <laughs> that was just over-ambitious of me. Yeah. yeah. I think there's parts of it. I think the, sci- the nutrition science part of it. The level one goes into a lot more depth of the nutrition science part of it. Um, the level two course is a full 12-month course. Um, every single day that you're learning something, you're studying something. Um, every two weeks, we get a case study or an assignment. Uh, it is pretty intense. It's a lot more intense than I thought it was going to be. Um, trying to do that along with my day job, which has nothing to do with nutrition, actually, um, as well as manage, choose to change and grow it and do other kind of things as well. Uh, superwoman over here. Not quite Come superwoman, on. but uh, yeah, it's tough, but I'm really, really enjoying it. It's not so much focusing on the science part of it. Um, it is going into a lot more detail on you developing you as a coach so kind of developing your your own values your own identity looking at kind of going into communication a lot more detail so kind of verbal communication non-verbal communication learning styles um, and what the big thing that I've learned so far is that my learning style is not everybody's learning style um, I'm very much a kind of a I have to do something to learn it I'm not very good at learning something from reading it I, uh, I have to do it to actually to learn it but the whole course it kind of it's constantly bringing me back to reflect on how the way I've eaten has changed so much uh, over the last few years I mean how has the way you've eaten changed do you think over the last few years from school to college to rugby and now to CrossFit um, a lot of ways a lot of ways, <laughs> a lot of ways. again a lot less I really wish I knew back then I really wish I knew back then that um, that vegetables were carbohydrates. <laughs> I would love to see how much I was really eating because I didn't know. I just didn't know what I was eating back then at all. Like I definitely go back and just say, Jeff, you gotta lay off that white bread, man. It's not good for you. Yeah. Um, that, that amount is not good for you. A loaf a day, no, lay off. Do you think um, you were when you started playing rugby, was there a big emphasis on eating a lot more volume of food? I suppose I was a prop, so I was a pretty like I had to kind of hold hold weight. Well in my head I kind of okay. thought I had to hold weight anyway. Okay. So I was trying to get as big like you're generally 
biggest um, the biggest player on the field is a problem. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we well we had a friend of mine who knew our news. He was you know six foot seven. So for me to be bigger Jesus. than him, I'd really have to get up there on the way being that tall. Like, um, but yeah, I was still like I was trying to I was trying to push the scales. Probably opposite to what I'm doing these days. <laughs> but I was trying to push that scales. You know from. When I saw 90, I wanted to see 100. When I yeah. saw 100, I wanted to see 110. Like, yeah. and it's, it's, I had to eat a lot of food. Like, I was for, I was almost force feeding myself, you know, massive bowls of porridge and white bread and toast in the morning. And then, you know, whole chickens. Whole <laughs> oh, chickens. Whole <laughs> oh, chickens in the afternoon, for sure. Like, I was hopping that stuff into oh, me. Oh, that's like. so funny. Um, but everything's changed. You know, the strength and conditioning, you know, I was going in as well. And I... You know, I just wanted a big chest. That's all I wanted. So I was just benching, like, uh, twice. And I was going in just doing a load of shoulder and chest stuff, you know, and even doing two sessions of that a day. Like, it just... This is during like, rugby? This is during rugby, Okay. Yeah. And definitely, you know, this is kind of when I was taking it on by myself and just using my own intuition, which I had no right to do so, before any kind of coaches got involved or anything like that. Yeah. But then you do learn a lot mm. from coaches, you know, coming up like that, for sure. Okay. Um, but again, in school, we were eating what we were given. Yeah. But I definitely could have made better choices. Like, I know that, like, even though you have, like, a limited food set, doesn't mean you have to. And I very much learned that you don't have to eat everything on the plate. Yes. That's the big thing. You don't have to eat everything that's put on the plate. Yeah. Um, but it was just a guilt. And but do you think it was encouraged, though? Do you know, I think, you know, if you were on the rugby team, perhaps in boarding school as well at that point, or were you yeah, playing rugby then? I was, yeah. It was probably encouraged. Oh, yeah. It's it a very Irish thing as well. You know, you're not moving from this table until you eat everything off your plate. No, it would, well, it would, it would have been more encouraged that I get as big as I can, really, to yeah. hold that scrum. Yeah. But um, I don't know if eating all the food on the table was so encouraged. I kind of took that encouragement upon myself. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of going in my head, Jeff, eat that, eat that full, eat that full food. And looking back now to when you were kind of at the height of your rugby playing, what changes would you have made if you had the knowledge then that you do now? You've so kind back, of touched on it. Back secondary school, yeah. a little bit. Um, again, yeah, just all that stuff, especially on volume of what I was eating and the volumes of food, like again, no bad foods, but the volumes of yeah. some of that food that just isn't good is just yeah, yeah. huge. Like, but I definitely, I definitely go back and... Foods like simple carbs, like bread and white rice and pasta. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff. Yeah, pasta was the big one. Yeah. I was a big man for pasta, all right. Uh, but pasta and bread were the big ones. Yeah. Uh, I was trying. To, I was still get, trying to get a load of protein in. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. When I was that age, you know, as much chicken as possible, red meat through the roof, you know, yeah. through the steak. Um, but again, yeah, I kind of touched on them in the last one. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah, most okay. of that one. Yeah. Good. And then kind of moving on to say the nutrition clients now that we have or you know we're looking to get what would um what would you say is the biggest eye opener for you with people in terms of nutrition and lifestyle before and after they've joined um i think it's probably three areas that i've really learned about the, the first and biggest one is that everybody's starting point is entirely different um they'll all have a different knowledge base i think what's very important is to not to assume that people have any sort of knowledge at all um, some people have done quite a lot of their own research and education on macronutrients and that kind of stuff as well they'll have all most of them would have tried some sort of diet in the past so will have some sort of base knowledge or they think they have a base knowledge um, but everybody very definitely does start on different levels 
Um, second thing is a lot of people don't really link other lifestyle factors to their success in making change with their nutrition. And as a matter of fact, they're probably some of the most important factors. So things like sleep, stress management, um, recovery, if you're into kind of exercise, strength conditioning, any sort of movement, recovery is key um, to it as well. Uh, stress management is important because if you're um, in that fight or flight mode the whole time, your body's going to be holding on to, to food because it thinks it's going into starvation mode. So I think all those factors as well are equally as important as what you're actually consuming in terms of um, food choices. Um, the length of time it takes to achieve sustainable results surprises people. And I'm being open and upfront about this because I think an awful lot of people have tried various different diets, me included, um, these quick win type of ideas where you sign up to something for a period of eight weeks, if you put your mind to it and you eat off that plan directly, yes, you will achieve results. But the problem with those plans, in my experience and in a lot of the clients' experience that I've seen to date, is they have put some of that weight back on. And the reason they put some of that weight back on is that those other types of diets don't actually educate you on your food choices, um, but they also don't really try to change behaviors and that's key that's that's what's going to achieve sustainable change yeah that education seems to be the big one especially like if i didn't learn anything about yeah. food even kind of when i did start with rp strength now i could still be on that chicken or broccoli now. yeah miserable yeah <laughs> and hating it now you know i might i could have had a complete break do you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. i could have it could have gone down a worse road for me if the education part wasn't there i fully agree yeah and i think you know the initial kind of sign up to C2C is either six months or a year. Mm -hmm. um, that can sound quite off-putting to people, but if you think about it, we've lived our whole lives and built this set of practices and systems over the course of our whole life. So it's taken a long time to achieve the place where we are now. Mm -hmm. We need to spend time gradually unlearning those behaviours and actually replacing them with new, better ones that's going to allow you to sustain those results that you're working so hard to achieve. So yeah, I mean, those are things, I guess, the, the, the three big eye-openers that I've taken from um, the clients that have come through C2C the last year. Okay, and then the new clients kind of coming through, what should they expect, you know, the first, you know, months to look like, you know, talk me through the process. Okay. From them joining to, you know, that first The first month. Okay, so initially clients may contact either by email or by email at info at choose to change or through um, just DMing us at, um, on Instagram at choose.to.change. Um, once you make contact then, I'll always try to give them a call just to kind of have a chat to them, understand their previous experience um, with diets they've done in the past, what their goals are, just at a very high level, introduce myself, get to know them a little bit more. Um, then I send them through an, a more detailed assessment to understand their goals, um, you know, to understand their environment, how they're working, their movement, their activity levels at the moment. Um, and we had a bit of a chat about their goals. So whether it's going to be more appropriate for them to be on our performance program or our weight loss program. Um, at the moment, our weight loss program, clients are put onto the PN app. Um, eventually, I want to choose to change to develop our own software. Um, but I think this is really good as a stopgap for now. I'm learning a lot from it. It's a really good system, developing habits. And I could say with my uh, father now, a new, a new league, new league client to choose to change. He's he's liking the app. Yeah. He does like it. He's he's learning loads of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the What was the thing he learned a couple of weeks ago? 
you know, he, he had a, a new thing to learn. And uh, you asked him what was the consistency of his breakfast. What was the biggest? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said to him, I asked him what he typically had for breakfast. And he described to me that he had porridge with some fruit in it and some nuts or seeds okay. or something. And I asked him, okay, what do you think the main nutrient is in that? Yeah. And he came back to me and he said porridge. Exactly. I think it is. It's a know, knowledge thing. Yeah, it's just, just a knowledge thing. That's all it is. And, you know, I went home and I spoke about it. We had a talk about it, like, do you know what I mean? And I just got going a little bit on, on the education part yeah. and just explained, you know, what the nutrients are and kind of what the products yeah. more so are in the breakfast he's eating but again he was shocked you know yeah. he was 57 years old and he still it's amazing though yeah he's still learning stuff yeah and even i think that's the thing as well i think there's it doesn't matter what age you are i think there's older people that have come in that their base level of knowledge um is quite low um there's younger people whose base level of knowledge is quite low as well and then the opposite so there's it's completely judgment free you know whatever your base level is it can't have been worse than mine when I started. Okay, you know, so okay. I've seen and done everything, yeah. so it's definitely judgment-free. Um, but once we decide what program is best for you, whether it's the performance program or the weight loss program, um, I'd use the information that you've given me on the detailed assessment, including your current weight, um, your goals, and your activity level, and put together a brief um, uh, a plan, a kind of portion size plan with uh, hand servings. Uh, for our weight loss clients or uh, macros for our performance clients um, and of some of those say performance clients do you think they all need macros or is it more so kind of I'm smiling now because <laughs> I in the beginning definitely followed a macros and swore yeah. by macros yeah, to yeah. begin with uh, I saw huge results myself for sure um, however it's not sustainable um, I don't think it leads to I don't think it's bad I think it's very it's good to do it for a certain amount of time um, but even clients now that have come through C2C that were following macros were finding it um, very very stressful very controlled they were being led and feel a lot of anxiety and stress over social situations they weren't able to live normal lives um, because they were so worried about how to track it in my fitness pal so it has a place um, but I actually think that what I try to do is give them the macros, but also give them the corresponding hand portion size yeah. as well. So they can start on the macros that they want, but then gradually wean them onto hand portion sizes as well. I because think, ultimately it's, it's about what's sustainable. Yeah, and I think even say if they did start off on macros, it, it does build an awareness of kind of yeah. what the portions. Yeah. Like, you know, if you've never done macros before, it will show you the portions you kind of should be eating. Definitely. Like, you know, maintenance, you know, muscle gain, fat loss, so yeah. on. Um, so it does build good awareness there yeah yeah. and then what would you say to people out there who are nervous about signing up to choose a change or having their own individual nutrition and lifestyle coach like, your, like me or yourself Dave, you know? like you or I um, you have a better grammar than I do <laughs> this is a funny one because I often think this to myself what advice would I give me three or four years ago and it's a tough one I think you do have to be ready to change um, but I think if you are thinking about it at all Give us a call. I think one of the things that I would do if you're nervous about it straight away is try to reframe that nervous feeling. Um, I'm giving away a little bit of a secret now that I use myself. If I'm going to compete in a competition or actually just do a wad, yeah. uh, I get quite nervous about it. But I just say to myself, I'm not nervous, I'm excited. Do you actually get nervous about it? Just on a daily basis? Like, yeah. Not, not training, not yeah. really training, okay. but kind of if it was in a wad and the clock was going three, two, one, yeah. or definitely in a competition, I'll get nervous but I've learned over time to make myself think I'm not nervous. I'm channeling this energy as excitement. 
And I think it's trying to reframe that if you're nervous about something, that's good. It means that you're nervous about stepping outside your comfort zone. You want to make change, but try to reframe it that you're actually excited about making a change that's ultimately going to be good for you. So what about you? What can our clients expect from you in terms of how you'll help them to make the necessary changes to achieve and sustain their goals? Uh, so, first off, I'm a pretty good listener. So, you know, you and me are pretty easy going people. So, fairly easy to talk to. You know, um, you know I'm not just going to push my philosophies, uh, you know, in terms of food, lifestyle, training onto people. I will I'll, I'll be there to listen to you, you know, where we are not just nutrition, we are lifestyle. We're looking at that whole platform and I'm not just going to push what I feel uh, is the right thing to do. So, you know, it's a bit of give and take between you and your client for sure. That's what it seems to me. Uh, I, ju- I just know that I've been working with my mother a little bit. And, then, and she's still <laughs> going. She's still just like me. Um, and again, it's just about easing her in and knowing that, you know, she thinks she has to make all these huge changes. Yeah, yeah. And that's what she's so worried about. Yeah. But it's, it's just little changes, you know. I think you know expecting perfection again it's just too much uh you know people live complicated lives and like if i can just help them make make better more informed choices yeah. on that daily basis with the meals they eat yeah uh i'd, I'd be delighted you know yeah. i get a right kick out of that um but again i've learned you know a lot through my journey i know i'm only young but i've been through my own journey everybody has mm-hmm. at some stage um and I think that I can really bring forward, you know, into the client that I will take on. Uh, even like the point of accountability, that I found that huge for me. So like I will be that point of accountability. You yeah. know, you feel like you're struggling, that's me on there. Yeah. It's Jeff. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's a big one. And what will that accountability look like to clients? Okay. I'll just be there. If you need me, I'm there. Okay. Uh, okay. Is it the Friends team tune that's on? I'll be there. It is, it is, it is. <laughs> so I'm so like the Friends theme song, me. I'll be there for those clients, you know. I've got your back. You're with me, I've got your back, I'm telling you. Um, I'd love uh, just a little bit, not to push education on them, just to educate them that yeah. little bit, as we yeah. were talking about, is big because, you know, we want to make it, we don't want to make all their choices forever. Yeah. We want, you know, to educate them, bring them on, you know, inform them of good choices yeah. on that daily basis and that's what I'd like to bring forward the big word you know I'm coming up with is empower yeah. you know I wanted to empower the clients whether that's with like, good word it is a good word mm. yeah said it in an interview the other day I said empower <laughs> um, <laughs> good word but I do and that's what I want to do uh, you know we're not here to just survive we are here to thrive did you know that one I did yeah. it's good <laughs> uh, so I really you know whether it's confidence, you know, knowledge, you know, with their food. Again, we're looking at that whole approach. Yeah. So I'm just looking for that whole empowerment. You know, confidence is the big one. Yeah. If you've confidence in life, you know, we can bring it into food, your training, yeah. you know, just your, your daily habits, you know, just confidence coming up. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I know how much you care about people and how much you care about developing them and helping them to make change. So, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. Softly, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm a little bit soft, I agree. Um, yeah. So we wrap this thing up a little bit? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap yeah. it up so hopefully this episode has given you a bit of an insight into who we are. I'm looking forward to getting stuck in, taking on some clients and working with them towards their goals. With this in mind, we are launching our next intake starting in mid-September. So keep an eye out on Instagram at choose.to.change for more details on this coming soon. 
And also, to celebrate the launch of this podcast, we are releasing, can you guess it, Eve? A new apparel range. We're releasing <laughs> a new apparel range. I've been wearing it around, looking fine, <laughs> telling you. Um, so we've got a t-shirt up for grabs in our competition, so please do keep an eye out. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to episode one guys if you like it make sure you leave us a review and five star rating share it with friends family and anyone who you think might be interested we are excited to already have our first guest lined up for this series and i'm really looking forward to chatting with them but in the meantime on our next episode we'll talk all about the importance of nutrition in recovery and how recovery stress management Sleep and self-care is vital in reaching both weight loss and performance goals. Until next time, remember, this this, uh, this brought up by me, not by me. (laughs) Remember, every day, you can be the change.